Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 656 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I am your host, Christian Piles, joined by J.D. Raider. James Dean is his actual given name, if we're getting it's into the abbreviation explanation. Oliver the Bear, Estone, and Ben Funky Askren. Uh, welcome, guys, on this on this Thursday. We almost didn't get to do the show, Ben. You don't even know. Why would happen? Because, all right, basically... Austin has been like Seattle this month, and it rains all the time. We have these crazy storms, and something happened with our locking system that lets us into the Flow HQ, and it didn't uh-huh. work this morning, so we had to get a locksmith here, and we broke in, and now we're in here, and they're fixing the wow. door. But yeah, so yeah, um, almost didn't happen, but we were not going to be deterred because we have a lot to get into. We have a very big announcement that we will do at some point, but... Before the announcement, we have a big announcement before that one because Cody Chittum is going to Minnesota. Just announced this morning. Just like al- five minutes before. Eleven minutes ago. Eleven minutes. Cody Chittum put it on, put it out there on his Instagram. He is going to be a Golden Gopher, and it's. Uh, we can just read the post here. It says, "I'm pumped to announce I would." like to take my next chapter at the University of Minnesota. I want to thank everyone that helped me over the years. Without my coaches, family, mentors, partners, and friends, none of this would be possible. I can't wait to become a gopher. Let's go. So a huge, huge, huge get. The biggest get for Minnesota, probably this side of Gable Stevenson. Uh, oh, he for is, sure. He is uh, a fantastic prospect. Um, he's good freestyler, good folk styler, insane hand fighter for his age. And really, that... There's a lot of interesting things out of this, but the thing for me is the below the radar conversation was like this guy's going to Iowa. He's going to go to Iowa. He's got oh really? Connect- oh yeah. It was just like assumed. It's kind of like this known thing. Mm-hmm. He's going to be a Hawkeye, and so oh, I was really. And then like I you guess guys was- never tell me anything. You guys are so rude. Well, you you know what? I didn't secrets. know this. If you're in the if there's you're a big the, big announcement at the end of the show, I didn't even know what it was. So I saw it in the doc. So rude. Well, you <laughs> you let things leak, Ben. Leaky Ben. No, not if you tell him. All you have to do is tell not him. I tell him. It's uh, tell me it's over. Yeah, yeah. You just got to yeah. tell him. Don't say nothing. Uh, so, but yeah. So, but around I don't know. Was it a week or so ago? It started to sound like okay. He's gonna. He's he wants to verbal. He's gonna go to Minnesota. Uh, so a huge. Huge development for 
for the Gophers. You know, one, one thing that's interesting is he's been training a bunch with Sean Russell. I don't know if Sean mm-hmm. lives down there now oh. or whatever, but when when he wrestled Jordan Williams at the JBDT event in Lincoln, Sean was there with him. So I, I'm sure training with someone of that caliber has certainly uh, influenced him as well to, to make this decision. But uh, it's... It's it's huge. It's a, it's a huge get, and I'm uh, I'm excited to watch his career develop. And I, obviously, a fine choice going to Minnesota. Um, is there any word on why or you know what was uh, so attractive? Um, I mean, maybe the one thing I think about Gre- Greco influence, right? They still have guys like Pete and Greco, and he does too. Um, Cody's um, not really a big Greco guy. Didn't why he did just he wrestle it, in the he he's twenties? Yeah, he. Uh, he like literally hadn't trained at all and said he didn't feel ready for freestyle, um, but wanted to get out on the mat. So he did Greco. Okay. Mm. All right. So then, so then what was the attraction to Minnesota? Because um, obviously, you know. Well, like the Sean Russell there, connection. Man. He works out with uh, Matt Ramos a lot too. Really okay. like the coaches. And then, so I talked to him actually a little bit this weekend out at Virginia Beach. And he mm. said... Um, it's better to beat Iowa than win with them. So he wants to he, he wants to what? take out top dogs. Yeah, wow. Iowa's back the evil okay. empire again. Yeah, yeah, I guess I thought they were kind of lov- lovable for a minute there, but uh, I think they still are. I guess that's his opinion. Yeah. So what weight wise? Where do you th- where do you see him fitting? Where does Cody see himself? Forty one, forty nine, forty one or forty nine. Yeah. Don't think he, he could grow into a 57. You think he wants to stay around the 65 kilogram Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, can never rule it out, but if I was betting on something, I'd say 49 probably. And he, he fits fine with their, uh, with their current roster and depth chart. Should have no issues, uh, obviously. not uh, Starting is, is not probably a consideration for Cody, but... There's no real roadblocks in his in his way, and mm-hmm. no one he would yeah. have to knock out of the lineup either. That's super high caliber. So huge get, big news. I I did not uh, when I heard he wanted to. It was like last week that he was wanting to verbal. I thought it was interesting because he yeah. hadn't had any of the officials at this point, and he figured he'd be a guy that goes through the process. Like Jesse Mendez, I think is going to take all five visits before he announces, but. Um, yeah, really. A lot of these coaches that that pressure tactic. Oh, we we have the scholarship only till June fifteenth, though, allegedly. Um, but when you're one of the top guys in the class, which Chittam's number two or number one, depending on where you rank him with Mendez, usually th- those guys can wait as long as they want because they they know the money is going to be there for them wherever they want to go. Well, he's so the not, class not below Mendez. Yeah, and he's younger. He's going to be a junior. Oh, he's only a, this year. oh dang. Yeah. Wait, so he can't take any officials then at all. Right. Oh, wow. He has not taken any official visits. But wow. Um, wow. he said he, he just knew. And he knows the guys on the team. Has hung out with them. He, and he's been in the Iowa room before, too. Been in the Minnesota room. He's taken a bunch of unofficial visits. He's stepped yeah. on campuses before. So he goes, yeah, I just, uh, I know. Got it. So big news there. Um, I I really thought it was just he was going to be a Hawkeye. So, congrats to him. And um, yeah, I'm sure we'll we'll talk more about the the fallout from that and what that'll mean for 
the overall recruiting landscape, but a big one comes off the board for the class of 2023. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah, 2020, if he's only going to be junior. My gosh. Oh, my gosh. Okie doke. So, um, other other things to get to. JD, you put in these Poland entries. Talk about this a little bit. What's yeah, the deal so here? Poland's going to be bringing some heat. Uh, USA's bringing a lot of their twos and threes, um, and a lot of top international guys are going. Uh, and especially, I'd really keep an eye on the upperweights. Iran is doing their wrestle-offs at 97 and 125 um, with... Uh, Shabani and Mohammedan and Karimi. Uh, so like those three right there. It's kind of, so Iran kind of does their uh, team selection process like a lot of people think Russia do, where they just pick them. Um, but they do have a little bit of process. But how they're doing it is so a ninety-seven like Shabani beat Mohammedan, but they're like we want. Mohammedan, so we're just going to make them wrestle as many times as possible until Mohammedan wins, and then <laughs> we can say, okay, now it's legit. Yeah, they basically will they, they make the process so that they can choose who goes. It's sort of strange. But yeah, I mean, you have to figure Mohammedan's going to make it. Uh, and I think similarly at, at 125 to Harry beat Zare, but they think Zare's better. Yes. Which it, w- it would seem to which is probably true. He uh he like ten zeroed Gwiz um before uh, I think Mason Paris actually beat him in the junior world finals. The- yes, he did in twenty nineteen. Um but I think he's a guy who could actually compete with Gable. I'm not gonna say he could beat Gable. I don't think he can beat Gable, but it's not a easy match. Right. Yeah. So he's a heavy Chevy. He ain't going underneath Gable, so it's gonna be more difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, Zara's but, the guy, more upright stance, really, really large gentleman, extremely large. That's um, are you thinking of uh, Hadi? Maybe that, is that, maybe that's something up. Which one's Zara? Hadi is the one I'm, I'm thinking of, but um, it's like more upright. Super, he's super big, super big. Yes. Oh, that is who I'm thinking of. I'm I'm off today. I got the wrong grade on Chittam. I got the wrong Iranian wrestler. Well, you're wearing a singlet. I think it's constricting your blood. Well, you know what? I I also was almost late today, not because I got I got we get we're getting rid of these groundhogs, but I had to go hustle and take care of some business before uh, before I came onto the show. Groundhog business um, or business business? Groundhog business. Uh oh. Dang. Yeah. Those guys. Good. I saw you tweeted. You're finally getting rid of them. I only get rid of them. That's well, good. Well, we'll see. Famous last words, I would say. What famous last words? I mean, they're you know, you think, he, you, think you got rid of your they problem. Just when you think they're gone, they're there. <laughs> okay, 57. Uh, 57's he too. Kinda, not international, but uh, yeah. for Americans. NATO, Suriano, and then Michich is also there. Well, what, what's going on here, though? Turn freestyle, I, baby. But hold on, but what's going on with this? Because at 61, you have all these guys. Um, are None of those guys They don't want to make 57. Is, is that really why? I, I would assume so. <laughs> and maybe they're going to go 61 for for Worlds. Yeah. But did, none of those guys made the team? Like, Sanayev didn't make his team? 
I, yes, I, I, I assume he did, he did but like, I don't know. Maybe they're like, it, maybe it's really that hard for them to make weight. I know for like Ravi Kumar, it's really that hard to make weight. Like he can and only should do it when he has to. But wait, so this is Poland. I mean, this is a plus two kg tournament, correct? Uh, the, only scra- the only scratch weight tournaments are the Olympics and the Continentals. Well, it's not. Yeah, I don't know. I would okay. I would assume so, but that well, it's just weird when you see in the doc Christian at sixty one, um, you have four different guy, ranked guys who are ranked at fifty seven. Um, it's kind of like whoa, what's what the hell's going on here? Yeah, okay, sixty one uh, is super interesting. I mean, I don't know. I mean, we can speculate, but it, <laughs> they're all scared. Of they seem pretty freestyle. obvious. They don't want to make fifty seven. You know, they don't. Like, maybe they don't want to mess with Nikki Freestyle. Let's stick with that. That's a better. That is a much better excuse. I think he should double enter. Oh, oh, there we go. That, yeah. That's a great idea. You should do that. All right, 65, McKenna Yanni, Bajrang Musakayev, and Destrabats. I, I, I don't <laughs> want – I just don't like even saying the name or thinking about uh, that guy's going to rest. He's in American wrestling history forever. He really is. He is, he is notorious uh, for, for all the wrong reasons, in my opinion. But this is, I mean, the to have Yanni Musakayev back is going to be, uh, I mean, the last time they wrestled is one of the craziest matches of all time. We actually have a awesome. clip of that. Oh, let's play the with clip. With some of the highlights. It's like a two-minute highlight because it was such an absurd match. But it was wasn't absurd. it only a two-minute match? Or was it like three minutes? No, no, no. it was longer because there was a couple challenges too. But I oh, like watching yeah. this because you see how great Musakayev is for the first two minutes, like right here, like, Oh my who gosh. just pounces in on shots like that in it's senior like a level international wrestling? Exactly, and oh he boy. does that all the time to everybody, and then just completely fades. It's tremendous. It was. It's an all time. This scramble here is great too. Yeah. Sorry if you're listening on Spotify or iTunes. Yeah. Dang, and he gets stepped out. He was down nine zero and got stepped well, out. And that's they crazy because they, they they white paddled that one. Yeah. Um. They they reversed it actually. And the wheels come oh, right. And then here is the scramble that takes everything out of him yes. when it's 9-1. to one. He wanted the tech so bad, and then he couldn't get it, and then it all went wrong. Yeah, Pete gets in on the leg. Yanni shows great defense. And, like, right here, even earlier in the match, he probably would have scored these points. But there, Yanni's able yeah. to reverse the position, get it, and actually gets a cradle. I believe this is where he gets the cradle eventually. This is such an insane oh. scramble. That was yes, right. I mean, one minute in the, the match is pretty wild. What a monster. Yeah, we're one minute and it's nine to three. And then we see the wheels start to come off here. Oh, yeah. He's lying down, oh, sucking fast wind. motion here? Yes. He gets a caution. <laughs> There's not enough cold spray in the world for this guy. And still is refusing to come back to the center. <laughs> the referee has to push him back to the center. And we're one minute into the match. <laughs> That's uh that's a lot of uh energy expended. So the key Seriously. to wrestling Musakai is to get into very long scrambles very early into the match, and there you see him just like backing straight yes. out of bounds. And then lying down. <laughs> and he's down. Down for the count again. Still in the first period. Poor ju- poor poor guy. Man, it's but bad. what I don't understand well, here's what I don't understand. You know international wrestling they can have as long energy time as they want. Yeah. He should literally just take like a, a a uh, three minute longer, no big deal. Whirly bird. Oh, they will my knee, say like, no, they, 
I have occasionally seen they'll caution and one you, and they'll say like, "No, you're fine. Get back to the center." That's such bullcrap because the referees aren't doctors. If they're gonna say you can have as much inner time as you want, they better damn well let you have as much inner time as you want. They, well, there's got to be some sort of. There's obviously a limit on that, Ben. <laughs> there's just... not, Christian. There isn't. Go read the rule book. There I have are, read the rule but book. But there obviously is. I have read the rule book. Okay, so they would let you sit there for a day. No, no, no. correct. Uh, um, okay, it correct. Was Keegan and Ogun, Keegan <laughs> and Ogun Sanya. Guys, it was Keegan and Ogun Sanya wrestling, and Ogun Sanya was having really bad cramps. This man took like eight minutes of injury time. Like he wasn't gassy. He legit had cramps. Um, he was just taking forever, and I said, "Well, what, are we ever going to start wrestling here, or, or what's the deal?" And they said, "No, read the rule book. You can have as much time as you want." And I went and read the damn rule book, and you can have as much time as you want in a UWW event. That is a fact, Christian. Yeah, I know, Mr. That rule Guy. Good. Mr. Rule Guy doesn't want the rules. I no, I don't want that rule. It's a stupid rule. I mean, it's a preposterous wow. thing to to propose. The the same thing with the I didn't propose it. I. I I didn't make it. I didn't make it's it. It's your rule. That's the Ben. It's Asker not my rule. That's what I did not write. The, it. I did not write the UWW rule book. I okay. promise you this. Not what I heard, dude. Yes. So okay, mm. uh, excited for sixty-five. I mean, I I would say Bajrang is the favorite there. Um, yeah. But you know, we'll see. We'll see where Yanni and uh, Yanni is. This will be our first look at him since trials, I believe. Destrobats just wrestled. Um, Lost to Seabass. He's, he's 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 not very good. I don't even know why you guys have him listed. He's su- well one. He's super notable. Um, two. He's not because he won one match. Uh, he's not bad. He loves getting bronze at tournaments. He loves getting bronze. All he sees is he wrestles all the time, and will often at least wrestle for bronze. He's like he's like uh, the Nate Jackson of Argentina. He just wrestles as much. And as now he you just hate Dude, watching. Don't, don't insult just... Nate Jackson like that. Nate Jackson I'm saying in the participatory realm, not in the skill level realm. Also, you should watch him more. He's not that bad. He gave Yanni a great match. He's scrappy. Yeah. Okay, fine. I'm, uh, what's your you should bring, bring him. Bring him to an AWA clinic. 20? What'd you say? Is he top twenty? No, he's, he's not top rank. twenty. It's not easy top to be close. top twenty in on Earth, <laughs> especially at sixty-five. Yeah, he's got the whole planet. Weak it's world. Not, it's not Weak out of world. <laughs> okay, seventy kilograms. We've got James Green, which big news today. If you didn't know already. His flow film, Who is James Green, is out. You can watch it. Uh, it's uh, it's up on the site right now. If you want to look mm-hmm. for it, go to flowwrestling.org. Use the Flow Sports app. You can watch it. Nice. Uh, Tantelio and Haji Aliyev will also be there at 70 kilograms. Haji at 70. Just is... really not want to make 65. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't blame him. Uh, I think people are just using this tournament just to you know, I think Compete. most of the Americans here are, are it's just to, you know, wrestle, get a little experience and um, rankings points. Now, they did announce first place gets 10,000 uh, Swiss francs, Ooh. which is about 11,000 USD. It's a little more, actually. So, oh, wow. How much Doge is that? Change. How much Doge would that be? Oh, Doge is garbage. Really? Uh, I'm not going to get into arguing cryptocurrencies with you, Ben. Taking big hits the other past couple of weeks, Ooh. I heard. I lost so much money. It was nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back. I'm sorry, man. Now uh, I feel mean. That's I'm why bad. he can't even so afford good. sleeves anymore. 
It's sleep? summertime. I put I put my uh, I put my tank tops away in the winter because it gets cold in Wisconsin. Dude, it's summertime. It's gonna be like eighty-eight degrees, ninety degrees, and you know, summertime is good because I got I don't get any fat on my shoulders. All my fat goes between the bottom of my ribs and my hip bones. So, you know, so you tank tops really like the perfect, uh, perfect garment for you. <laughs> perfect, perfect garment. Yes, and they're comfortable. They I kind of cultivate mass the same way, Ben. So I know how you feel there, and it's that's a See? it's a good point. That and yeah. basketball jerseys are great because my traps are great. <laughs> You're just I, a traps guy living in an abs guy world. Exactly. That's the problem. <laughs> that's the that's the problem. You're right. Um, yeah, I, yeah. We should uh, we should normalize tank tops. Right? I've adopted the tank top lifestyle since moving to Texas. I haven't, but you don't you don't break them out here. It's uh, kind of always wear them into the work. office. Yeah, the office. I don't know. You can't do that. I, I mean, mean, I know you do it, CP. But like, you no, can't I do don't. It. I think no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, don't I think I've it. done it one time during the pandemic too, when no one was coming in. Pandemic time. Yeah. Pandemic time. Which is ended. Uh, so, yeah, Pantelio Green and Aliyev. Very exciting. 70, 74. Nolf, Chimizo, Gajiev, Salkazanov, who's a rising star, and Kaisenov all in the mix there. So, some huge tests for Jason Nolf. Yeah, that's going to be fun. Nolf versus Chimizo would be very nice. That would be nice. Uh, and so, Salkazanov okay. beat Chimizo, right? Yes, at Euros. Solo revenge. Do, do you guys think Nolf can compete with um, Frank? Because no. I said, I mean, like, just my, my whole thought. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, let me get to my point. That, was, right. that was a dick move. I think he competes in close Please, you asked. <laughs> Damn it. Okay, so when I think about it, I think the answer should be yes. Nolf can go with Chimizo. And then I think back to um, Dake versus Nolf, which wasn't all that competitive. And obviously, Dake versus Chimizo was highly competitive. And I think, damn, well, maybe, maybe he can't. Um, and obviously, you guys are giving me your answer, so you guys don't think he can. I am split. On the uh, issue. Well, define compete. I think the score like a, a, would be a competitive close. match where Nolf could win. You know, if we're going into the last minute of the match, Nolf can win the match. Uh, yes, because I think Chimizo wrestles a lot of matches that way. Though I don't envision a scenario where uh, Chimizo loses. Though, like it could be like he's within a takedown because it's five to three or whatever. You know, he scored. Uh, a step out or two, or a passive point, or you know something like that. And Chimizo scored a couple takedowns, but it's like Nolf could maybe win if he scores his takedown. But he's never gonna. I don't envision a scenario where he scores two takedowns on Chimizo in a match. Okay. I also one, maybe one. I feel like 157 Nolf used to like really put the pace on dudes. Folks down off could like. Hard pace, gets to legs just constantly. Freestyle Nolf, I feel like he's not able to generate the level of output in offense, whereas he was like, he was the closest thing I'd seen to David Taylor in a folk-style attack rate uh, for Penn yes. State, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. It was just That's like, fair. the dude will not stop shooting. And now I, I think maybe it's partially out of necessity. Like, you can't attack like that in freestyle, maybe. But it's just um, it's just a little different level of offensive output. So yeah. that's I, I think if he was able to implement that folk style sort of relentlessness and attack rate, I think he'd be super interesting against someone like Chimizo. Although with his counter ability, it, it's probably not a great matchup. But to your point, you you could see Dake destroy a lot of dudes and then. 
But that doesn't necessarily mean, okay, because he had a close match here, it would be like, you know, necessarily close between those guys. So I don't know. Yeah. I mean, obviously, yeah. Dake and Chimizo are significantly different. I, I get that. But it's just, I, I was, I actually would have, going in a Dake match, I wouldn't have picked Nolf to win, but I wouldn't have thought it was going to look like it looked. Yes. Now they wrestled, uh, did they wrestle at the uh, Penn State match? Dake wrestled yeah, yeah. Shinzo I, I was... and Nolf. Yes, correct. Yeah. I can't remember was, what the uh, final was. He, for... It was, I think, it was six zero. He scored some points early, and then kind of just shut him down late. And it was just more like Nolf didn't even really get close to scoring. Was you know, and I, I didn't think I would feel like that. Right, right. So yeah, and I mean, power bombed him. He did power bomb. I, I think it's a huge opportunity for for Nolf to see where he stacks up. I do think he can go with some of these guys, but I think Chimizo yeah. would just be so hard for him to go on. If as long as Chimizo is like. Speaking of wrestles all the time, uh, the Nate Jackson of Italy, Frank Chimizo, this guy is always uh, in the streets. He is in the streets. Except what was that one time when, who is it, Jordan Burroughs or Kyle Dake, and he just sat in the That audience. was in Italy. Yeah. That was it's because he had his points locked up, his ranking points. Mm. Yeah, that was cheesy. Uh, okay. 79 is kind of just one ranked guy. 86 miles. On. Before we oh. move on, uh, Ben. The wow. Jason Nolf attack rate um, and freestyle, do you think psychologically for, like, his opponents, um, him not just, like, dominating and then being slightly better, like, increases or decreases that a bit in, like, Nolf knowing I'm not just on a next complete level from these guys. Do you think that at all, that psychological thing, like, affects his attack rate? Like, obviously in folks, yeah, oh, yeah. be like, I can literally do whatever I want to this opponent in front of me, and well, it doesn't matter. Well, I, so I, I so, okay, you know, I just had the conversation with an athlete yesterday. I, so I think it was, um, I think it was opposite. I think it was, uh, I'm sorry, not, not opposite. It was that when you can attack and have no fear, Right, I mean, right. Yeah, there's like so, no okay, risk I'll, when Jason Nolf would shoot and. But there's style. no risk because he's also comfortable in all these positions. So it's like right. no matter what position you put him in, he's comfortable there because he's been there against Zane or DT or pick a guy in, right in the room. He's been in all those positions, so he's comfortable wrestling through them. And then I think back, like I remember a, a Chase Pammy match really early on. I think Chase Pammy head pinched him or chest wrapped him for a whole bunch of points. And freestyles is a different beast like that. And I, I know he did not compete in freestyle a whole bunch growing up. So maybe the learning curve has been a little steeper. Um, and obviously there is more risk to attacking in freestyle. And it's harder to get – it's harder to have the same rate. There's very, very, very few people who have – you know, David Hiller would be like one. And it's hard to think of another Even one he – it's not quite the same. It's still one of the best in freestyle, same. but it's not quite the same. Yeah, exactly. So I think I think part of what made Nope so dangerous and – Folk style is, I don't want to say taken away from him, but it's its hard to replicate in freestyle, for sure. So one thing, I forget who, I feel like we discussed it even earlier this week, talking about the pace and the pace you can implement in folk style versus freestyle. And basically, man, I forget who it was, but you can, you can implement pace more in folk style was like the thought. Do you believe that's the case, oh, yeah. Ben? So why why uh, is that? Because okay. for here's here's now my here's my dumb guy thought. Argument. So here's my thought with folk style. There's a lot more opportunity to chew up time with limited uh, exertion via top wrestling, whereas 
freestyle, you're just basically always neutral on your feet, nowhere to hide, nowhere to, you can't even stall out on a scramble like you could in folk style and like have prolonged that. So why is that the case? Tell me why I'm, yeah. once again. So, right. okay, so, um, well, you're not totally wrong. That, that could be the case. St- styles make matches, right? And you got to think about this. So someone who's a high volume leg attacker and folk style can do this thing where they shoot a lot, create a whole bunch of scrambles. Jason Nolf is right. Kind of a really good Mm -hmm. good example of that. Um, And even so it's very unlikely that he gets put on his back in folk style. So he'll probably just give up a takedown. He's also very good on bottom. So, uh, and I kind of use, I use this strategy also, especially earlier in my career. So the, the point differential there is one point, right? I get up, I'm down two to one. Mm-hmm. Do it again. Maybe I get taken down. I mean, you really, it's rare you see Jason Nolf get taken down twice, but let's just say he gets taken down. It, now yeah. it's four to two. I get one I get one takedown and it's tied up, right? Now it's four to four. And so the, this whole time I've been wrestling hard, um, but it's been on leg attacks, right? Whereas in freestyle, if you start attacking a person without it being good attacks, the points can just rack up, right? You could give up a four-point chest wrap and a crotch lift and a head pinch, and you could give up all these points just just like that, like really, really, really quickly. And so you you can't attack with nearly the rate that you can in folk style because the negative side to it is way more negative. Um, so where 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 you can put a like you said a more of a pace in freestyle is. Um, you know, the, the hand fight. So if you can hand fight really well and push really effectively, um, you can really get people tired in, in freestyle. And then uh, the other thing is if guys aren't good on top in folk style, um, you're right. They probably didn't get anything going there. Maybe they stall righted. Mm-hmm. But if guys are really good in folk style, you can grind the dude out. Like if you put someone on bottom of me, I can make them so tired. If they're, if they're trying to get away, right? And if they're not yeah. trying to get away, I'm going to pin them. So they, if they're trying to get away, they're going to get exhausted. Yeah, if they're not trying to get away, I'm, I'm going to pin them. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think those are kind of the things. So, yeah, there, there is a possibility, obviously, a, a certain skill set. A guy who is a really strong hand fighter, has forward pressure, is not very good on top, will probably be more effective at gassing someone in freestyle than they would at folk style. Someone who's a high-volume leg attacker and relies on scrambles is probably going to struggle at gassing someone in freestyle where they would, may have been able to do it in folk style. Okay. And that, that kind sense. of like, and that kind of really kind of describes Nolf as well, yeah. right? Yep. As well and then as I, obviously, mm-hmm. yes, as well as he. And then obviously, also the um, being good on bottom. If you're good on bottom, getting taken down in folks, I was like, ah, so what? I'll just I'll just get away in the next five seconds. Like, but then so then if you look at on bottom <laughs> in folk style, like they have to be very hesitant to shoot because if they shoot and they don't get it. They might be stuck on bottom the rest of the period, right? So all of a sudden they can't wrestle hard. So, you know, you got to look at what different people's skill sets are and where their negatives are, and that can really affect the way they wrestle. Good stuff. Yeah. Okay, so upper weights are interesting. Zahid Valencia and Miles Amin both listed at 86. Zahid's uh, electing to stay at 86 throughout uh, this quad, which is exciting and interesting, even though it could mean for this uh, world team spot. He may not get yeah. an opportunity if David medals, which I believe is going to happen. But to see Zahid against Miles Amin, we still need to see that Miles Amin Alex Daringer match. Seriously, uh, maybe one day it'll happen, or we can just go to Michigan and watch. 
That would be fun. Deer just got to be back now. I mean, I, I, I know he missed the trials because he wasn't ready, but now we're uh, we're two months later. Yeah, I he's, he's going to be wrestling, up. or he's planning on wrestling at World Team Trials at 79. Oh, nice. He's back Perfect. down. Um, back down to being just freaking massive. Just huge. 92. Jaden Cox, Nate Jackson, Miles Martin. Getting big. And Baranowski, number 19. He's a, He's been around forever. Forever. Do you re- let me guess. You wrestled him too. I don't think I ever wrestled him, but I think he was in my bracket a few times. Oh my god! And now he's wrestling ninety two. <laughs> now he's I feel like he's 92. been there forever. Yeah. Some of these some of these international guys stay around forever, and then you got. But the Russians seem to just like poof disappear. Like you never, Oof. you don't often see the them. very good ones. Some some of the lower ones like, kind of hang Gideev. around. Gideev, just boom, gone. Sargush. Gone. Sergeus is now coaching their U15 team. Come on. He deserves better than that. <laughs> uh, that's it? I guess the U15s. Well, I thought he was helping out with Georgia. Uh, I don't think so. He They un- they untransferred him? I thought but he, what I do they do? Do they just have like enough money from winning a couple and times? And Godoy is coaching as well. He's like some random club in Osetia, I believe. Yeah, he's probably the strength and conditioning coach. <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I think you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, hey, so Hi. I mean, is it that they make enough money that they could just be gone? Or what? what is their deal? I don't know. Bilal Makov is another guy who like, he hung it up a couple of different times. Don't you remember though? He, he signed with the UFC and then never showed up. Yeah, yeah, he's that a, was super weird. He's like a lawyer. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> so in full deep, the the database will say a like lot the, of them say lawyers. Like I'm uh, sorry, Sajulayev is a lawyer. I I I would trust him to. Sajulayev is a lawyer. He was winning world titles at 18. How did this man get his law degree? He doesn't. Um, it, it's just what they put them in there as. I think Honorary, maybe because, maybe because like, they lay down the law. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so they're like the enforcer. Yeah, that that should be a game. Like, uh, what name the profession? A lot of them are just like coach um, or athlete. Yeah, which is like the truth. All right, Abdul Rashid Sajalayev is listed as his profession is student. So, oh, that makes more sense. That makes me mock off. I'm pretty sure once upon a time he was a lawyer. <laughs> He's already retired. <laughs> profession. Bill I'm serious. I think he used to be listed as a lawyer. Bill Makoff's profession is listed as a lawyer. Oh, let's wonder what Godoyev's. Let's see if uh, UEV. What What do we think his profession is listed here? Uh, strength and conditioning coach, for Athlete. sure. Athlete. <laughs> they even try with him. He's, just, uh, he's like, ah, let's not try. I'll do one more. Who should I do? Sargush? Should you do Sargush? Oh, Sargush. Soup Bond villain? <laughs> hey, where, where did uh, Bonnie Rodriguez Soldier. Go? Soldier. Oh, oh, okay. Wow, okay. Where, where'd Bonnie Rodriguez go? Um, he went. Oh, I don't know where he went, but he's he's a student, so he's a lifelong learner. Cause he was born in Bonnie Rodriguez. He's like thirty. He's older than that. He's he was born in eighty three. What? Yes. Why me? YBR is like one of the. He's like an outlier world Wait, champion so, for his age. I'm so confused because he didn't come on the scene till like a handful of years back. So he was in his thirties when he came on the scene. He wrestled at the at the Pan Ams at sixty in two thousand five. What? Yes. Wait. Oh, my, that was Bon Rodriguez. I was at that Pan Ams and he bombed Tom Clum so hard. He won. It was tremendous. Yeah. 
Yeah. I didn't know that was him. That was him. YBR at 60 kilograms. He wrestled wow. in the Olympics in 12. Oh, he did? Okay, so I didn't yeah. think he made the team till like 16, the 16th cycle. So in 12, oh. he was in 29. He was there in 15. He was, a, uh, he was on the team in 14 and 15. Um, I'm okay. positive. He had a crazy controversial match with Lebedev at the 2015 Vegas mm. Worlds. Got it. Um, so yeah, he's been in been in the streets. Uh, but yeah, 1983. So he's like 38. Yeah, us old guys. That's like how old you are, Christian. Uh, no, it is not. You're close. I don't I'm, know. Well, I'm 36. That's so I'm 36 too. Okay, I'm born in 84. You born in 85? 85, baby. Oh, got it. Okay. Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, his He last wrestled in the 2019 World Championships where he got 23rd. Not his best Never day. Again. No. no. But he won the year before when he beat Rashid off in an all-time, awesome. all-time incredible performance. Okay. Why were we talking about that? I don't know, but it's okay. Oh, we were just going I did. Over. How did we get to YBR? I don't know. You? Oh, you were just, you're curious about him. I like that you call him Bonnie. Bonnie Rodriguez. What is Sharif off? That That's a profession I need to know. Sharif. Oh, you guys are talking about professions of people. Athlete. That's how we got there. Yeah, they're most just listed as athletes. All right. Yeah, Makov's lawyer. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I just looked it up. All right. So that's wait to what? Can we move to? Uh, okay, you want? Never mind. I'll, I'll wait. Ninety-seven. I thought we were talking about ninety-seven because we talked about Iran's wrestle off. Then we talked about Zare. Well, we did mention that, but we didn't men- mention that Colin Moore and Mike Mock were going to be there for okay. the Team USA's and Sharif Sharifov if he da- doesn't like forfeit. Yeah, he likes to say he's going to enter stuff sometimes and then not. Yeah, this seems like a classic. Was he? Was does Sh- Sharif classic. Sharifov hurting for mat time at this point? This guy's been talk about out in the streets. He's been around forever. You think Jane Cox's profession is listed as singer songwriter? <laughs> where, where are you finding these professions at? I don't even know what website you're on. The the database. Um, UWW database. Student athlete. Yep. If you go to uww.org/slash/database, you can search by athletes and. It if has, you go to the UWW homepage and select athletes and results. Mm, well. Got it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> they need to. Yeah, they need to update Jaden's coach <laughs> coach list. I'll just leave it at that. Oh, uh, who's on there? Brian Smith? <laughs> no. That would be more accurate. Wayne Boyd. <laughs> what? <laughs> I swear. Isn't he in jail? Uh, I do allegedly? Bl- he is allegedly maybe incarcerated. Yes. <laughs> um, and definitely was never Jane uh, Cox's coach. Definitely. <laughs> That's the one thing I That's can be sure of. That's the sure. one thing I can tell you right now is that dude did not coach Jane Cox. Okay. So ninety seven is gonna be fire. Um, just I I really I want to see Mohammedian not look like he did uh, a year ago. I, I'd love to see him look continue to look mortals. Um, so that there's one less obstacle in Kyle Snyder's way, even though he will certainly be in the way. Whoever Iran sends will be a formidable opponent. And then heavyweight not weak at all with Gwiz going there. We're sending a pretty pretty strong crew of. American wrestlers to to this tournament. It's awesome. Which is why I don't understand why. I guess we have to go to Pan Ams. Um, to yes. So I guess I understand. So back to back weeks would not make sense. So I get it. But at the same time, it'd been cool to get some some tougher matches. 
So yeah, Poland starts Tuesday, I believe. Mm. Classic tournament start time. Yeah, I don't get it. Was with all, all these UW tournaments like six days long? Like every single one of them. Like there's no way it's gonna. It should really take six days. I don't know if they've never heard of this concept. Like you could put more mats down, just like throw like eight mats down, like the NCAA tournament, and then we would have this thing knocked out real quick. There you go. Not a bad idea. I mean, there's really no. Re- I don't understand why they would host a six day tournament. Um, you know, if you want to highlight all the finals, maybe get the, get all the prelims done early and then do the finals, you know, in some spectacular fashion. That would be cool. I'm not opposed at all. Uh, okay. We'll keep it moving. Some news. Um, wrestlers on the move. Joey Silva in the transfer Oh, portal. yeah. How did you not bring that up at the beginning of the show, Christian? This is so important. It is important. Um, and I just hope he ends up finding a spot that, that works for him. Um, I'm sure it's not been easy time. He's got great potential. Hope he can realize it. And Bracky effect already so going to go. I have no idea. West Virginia. He's going to West Virginia. No, I don't think so. Why not? Uh, don't underestimate Bracky. I mean, Bracky. Um, He's already swooping people. He already got Luke Harum to West Virginia. That's right. Before he even worked there. Uh, wow. so, no, I don't think. I don't think uh, with with Karam and then also. Jordan Titus coming in. I don't feel like that 33-41 spot, and they're already good at 33, is like a real weight of, of need necessarily. Um, so I'm sure Joey would work well. I, I feel like there's going to be a lot of people interested in at least hearing Joey out and taking a flyer on him. Yeah. Um, so we already played the um, – J.D., you got some uh, some James Green heat here? For us. Yeah, well, you know, it, his film comes out today. Uh, I was just thinking about some of my recent um, favorite James Green moments. Uh, <laughs> we have a clip from the Eight Man when he tech falled Bryce Meredith. Um, and if you just want to go ahead and play this, Tyler, we can just watch it. Turn the audio up. Off the initial attack, that's where uh, James, James would look to turn. That's what he's known for. Whoa, watch out, buddy. He said six. What are you talking Keep about? Six? Oh, dear. Oh, now it's over. It. Bryce. I don't think Bryce thought he got um, turned twice. He was. I think I actually think he's right. Um, What's that? Oh, tech fall, buddy. Come on. <laughs> she said, "That's a tech fall, yeah, buddy." Yeah, Bryce, Bryce was like, "What was that?" And James just goes, "That's a tech fall, buddy." <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> that's uh, great. And you know, you don't see um, always that side of James Green. Uh, normally he's pretty reserved and pretty quiet, but mm-hmm. and then there's another one when he um we have a picture of it when he mobbed on Schnalty. Yeah, right there. there it is. Um, after Schnalt did that to him at the way in. Yeah, that was funny. So excited for that! Excited for the um for the film and you know Tuesday Ben, if you can watch it and then we can talk about it on next. Tuesday I will watch show. it for sure. Awesome! It's a it's a very um. It's a it's an awesome story. It's a I'm sad, sure, sad I'm sure story. A lot of people don't know. Yeah, too. So it's not not something that comes up, you know, organically. Organically, <laughs> right? Um, you know, the, mm-hmm. the tragedy he went through as as a child. So, no spoilers. I'll let you uh, see it in a much better way than hearing about it from from us on FRL. But then we can all discuss it together on Tuesday, and that'll be that'll be fun. Outstanding. Okay. All right. Big announcement time. Very Uh-oh. exciting, very, very exciting news. June 18th, Jordan Burroughs versus Isaiah Martinez at 79 kilograms. 
Super excited for this match. Uh, a continuation of their rivalry. Mm-hmm. You know, they had uh, one of the wildest final X series ever, I would say. Yep. When they had the whole weigh-in saga where Jordan initially missed and then made it to the kind of last second. And then he went has the epic comeback to win match one. And then Imar takes match two. And then, you know, just when it looked like all the momentum was on Imar's side... Boom, Jordan Burroughs wins the third match. And then we didn't get to see these two at trials because Imar wasn't able to compete. And now this is really, in my mind, this is the to establish the number one guy at 79 kilograms. Jordan's going up. Imar's going up. And, you know, whoever, I, you got to feel like whoever wins this match is going to be in the driver's seat to make that team and yeah. ultimately win a world title. I would I would say whoever comes out, for Team USA at 79 is the favorite to win a title. I think yes. I'm excited for this match for a number of reasons. One, we get to see Jordan Burroughs once again on full feed. What, what we what we saw at the trials and what we've seen kind of with him at 74 wrestling two hours after making weight, it just doesn't look like the guy we watched from 2011 through 20, really 16. He was very dominant apart from the Olympics. And 17, right? So I think that's a really exciting thing. We get to see, you know, Imar in his interviews, and we have an awesome promo piece that's going to be coming out. It's going to be unlike anything we've done um, before, kind of like a, uh, we call them road to, for, for flow grappling, they're called like the road to who's number one. It's like these in-depth, behind-the-scenes um, film-level pieces. So we're going to have that for the Imar-JB match. But Imar... Says in his interview, he's like he'll never he'll never beat me again. He feels really confident. Basically, he learned a ton from wrestling him. And then listening to Jordan talk about the Imar and the Imar series and his mentality going into it, he had said after he beat him in 2018, he trained a ton with him at camp, and he's like that was arrogant of me because I thought I was so much better than this guy that I'm not even if we train a bunch with he'll never beat me. And then. One year later, Imar is one of the few Americans to take a match from Jordan Burroughs. Well, um, actually, in 2018, Burroughs tweeted this here. We're having Tyler pulled up. Amazing performance by Isaiah. Savvy, intelligent, resilient. He gets a lot of credit for his power explosiveness. Deserves more for his wrestling IQ. The man knows how to win. Martinez replied, thanks, JB. Super cordial, whatever. And then when um, Isaiah beat Jordan in 2019, it kind of shifted a little bit to... uh, yeah. A little less, um, hey, you're really good, buddy. Yeah. A little less cordial, and it was like, oh, this dude is a threat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And It was the same thing um, with Dake. You know, he, in 2012 12. or tw- 2011 or whatever, when Dake got really close to him or whatever, and then he was like, oh, I need to stop training with these guys. I need to stop. <laughs> J.D., you need to, like, sit up or something. The mic it looks ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> stop looking at these guys, like, Take these guys very serious. Yeah, yeah. Um, so another cool thing about this, so we're doing something a little different. So normally we would have like a wrestling match and then uh, a full card and then that would feed into the, the grand finale of Jordan Burns versus Imer. But if you don't know, if you haven't been following Flow Grappling, their Who's Number One event series is out of control right now. Joe Rogan has been at the last couple here in Austin. Ooh. It's getting a ton of, uh, you know, it's it's really the best show going bar none in the grappling and the jujitsu space. So we have an awesome 
jujitsu card on June 18th, and at the very end of that, headlining it is going to be Olympic champion Jordan Burroughs versus Isaiah Martinez. So it's going to be a really oh, sick so there's card. only one wrestling match on the card. Yes, yes. So for those of you that are just like strictly wrestling purists, which most of you are, uh, and really I am and would be if I didn't work with Flow Grappling, we're going to get, try to give you a pretty point in time on when that's going to when the pre-show and the match is going to happen. So, but I think you will be find yourself entertained because jujitsu can be like super super duper boring, right? Because there's yes. a lot of like. <laughs> It's one, it's very nuanced. So if you don't know what you're seeing, it's like, all right, what's actually happening? But two, a lot of the rule sets are super boring and don't incentivize the right thing. So there's a lot of stalling. But like our rule set for who's number one is, is super unique and makes for really exciting jujitsu. And there's, there's a wrestling component. So you may find yourself interested in that. If not, uh, I don't know, but hopefully you check that out. But you'll definitely get one. Who's the best match on the jujitsu card? That would be um, Craig Jones versus Ty Ruotolo. These kids, Craig Jones is like one of the biggest stars in the sport. Ty Rutolo is like 18, just turned 18 years old. Total I say, I never heard of him before. Oh my gosh, dude, he is so sick. He's, he's absolutely unbelievable. He is on a trajectory to be one, uh, an all-time great, without a doubt. Uh, trains under Andre Galvao, super phenom. He has an identical twin brother named Cade that's also going to be competing on the card. So I've really enjoyed getting to know Wait, some are Andre Galvao and Gordon Ryan going to be in the building? That has not happened since the slapping. Oh, because I mean, because he's got because Jones is on Gordon Ryan's team. Yes. So uh, Andre then, Andre has not been back to Austin since the incident. Oh man, how did you guys not set that up? The man slapped him, and they haven't been. You haven't set that jujitsu match up. What What do you think we're doing? <laughs> you think trying, we're doing what trying so hard, <laughs> trying so hard. I think I think it's, I wouldn't want to fight Gordon Ryan. I think it's going to yeah, happen. Yeah, but it's, uh, you're not Andre Galvao. That that is true. I also wouldn't slap Gordon Ryan if I'm being honest. Yeah, he did. No, Gordon Ryan slapped him. Or yeah, I guess. But he yeah, started he it for he sure. Did. I wouldn't have flipped Gordon Ryan off. I wouldn't have done that. <laughs> no, I would. Uh, yes. So I think. I mean, obviously, that's supposed to be. Now we'll see if it happens. That's supposed to be the ADCC super fight because Gordon won the absolute, and then yeah. now he he should uh, he faces Andre. But Andre has to agree to that. Andre said he was retired, but we'll see. So anyway. Mm. Very exciting news. Burroughs versus Imar. We're going to have some awesome content coming out about that. Uh, hope you guys are excited. I certainly am. Uh, and for, for JB making the move up in weight, I, I'm excited to see him at. And this is at Scratch79. So they're going to make that weight. Which, you right. know, Imar looks certainly big. He looked big at Senior Nationals. And so I'm excited to see yes. uh, how that match um, plays out. Yeah, I, I mean, Imar, obviously, it's, it's going to be, what, two months between. He he wasn't in his best form at Senior Nationals. Um, he was obviously coming off the shoulder injury, probably hadn't been back on the mat all that much. Um, so I'm sure he's going to be in, in much better shape than he was at that one. And so Martinez didn't wrestle at Olympic trials because he did not feel ready. Mm-hmm. obviously yes. but the mm-hmm. fact that he signed this match and was like yes i want to do this now shows me that he's like i'm ready and especially with however many weeks of training leading up to this i i will be ready to beat jordan burrows yes very exciting stuff can't wait for this um gonna be very fun so we'll go to some questions from friends i'm sure there'll be a lot of burrows i'm related questions for next week's show from Roy Donk. 
Can you explain the difference between associate head coach, head assistant, volunteer, etc.? Well, from a role perspective, it's totally defined by the head coach, like what they, how they want yeah. to use it. But associate head coach is kind of like the best like title I think you can get as a not head coach. Right? I don't know why they went to that because they they weren't doing associate head coach maybe ten years ago. It was more uh, head assistant. I don't know. I mean, I guess people like a fancy name or something. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know why they need the associate head and why that's actually different than a head assistant. I don't know, but uh, I. I I think it's just like a better looking title, right? Um, I think Terry Brands is a, an associate head coach. I think Eric Guerrero might have been when he was at Oklahoma State. Uh, there's a few examples of them. Oh, Obi Blanc just got elevated to associate head coach. Smart move. Obi Blanc's yeah. awesome. Uh, so, yeah, and the volunteer is often there. There's sometimes some restrictions on what they're able to do on the recruiting front. Um, and they're. They're usually they're not volunteer. A lot of people think they see volunteer, but uh, yeah, basically they're just, they're often funded in a different way. Another stupid title, very stupid title. That's worse than associate head coach. <laughs> okay, FRL yeah. is the best. Thank you. Will Fargo be tougher this year with a lot of entries or poorly attended after going through a COVID year? I personally believe it's going to be a monster Fargo. I think there's going to be a ton of kids that didn't get to wrestle last year. They're going to be didn't make world teams that are going to be competing. I know. I don't I think feel that way that also. much different for seniors. I, I think a lot of seniors are still going to already be on their college campuses, like a lot of the top, top recruits that go into going to their college campus pretty much immediately after graduating high school. I think a lot of that is still going on. But I do think you will see a lot of um, – you know, freshmen through juniors that maybe like from California didn't get a season or something and are trying to prove themselves, trying to get noticed for recruiting and whatever. So I don't think it'll be, I'm not sure if I'm going to say it's a monster Fargo, but I do think it'll be above average. Yeah. Yes. I think a lot of kids. And what's, what's the AWA contingent looking like? Send a whole bunch of people. Give us a number. Uh, what, it's a guess. Yeah, sixty to seventy, I would guess. Oh my gosh! What's uh, That's what's awesome. Wisconsin's um like qualification process look like? Well, so you know the expand. So, uh, so actually, I think USA Wrestling thinks the numbers numbers are gonna be down because one of the things that they did was they they're allowing. I think I believe it was it used to be four four representatives per state plus the auto qualifiers from the regional nationals, mm-hmm. and now they're doing six per per six kids per weight per style. Um. Plus the auto qualifiers, so okay. they expand. Well, that they expanded alone will it. increase numbers, maybe yeah, quality, but quantity. Correct. Yes, and and there's not a lot of states who will fill that, but you know, I think like the close ones, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Illinois, where the the cost is relatively low because we're driving in and not flying. You know, like California or uh, New York, the expense to go is significantly higher because they fly mm-hmm. and they stay as a team and all all that stuff. Um, whereas we drive in. So that's going to obviously help the numbers from the, the, the more local state. But Iowa could probably fill some of those weights. I do and obviously know they are, but they are being, U.S. Harrison is being tighter on restrictions. Um, so like I was back in Iowa a month or so ago, and they said um, they weren't allowed to have a uh, – Fargo camp like they normally do. Normally, Team Iowa gets together with all the people for yeah. a week or whatever, and then Iowa will actually bus them um, to Fargo 
and they like weren't allowed to do that. Oh, really? We're doing that. Maybe it's, uh, that was an Iowa what I've read. thing. Yeah, to what I've read, we are uh, we're doing we're definitely doing that. I think maybe they eliminated June camp, which I didn't like that one anyways. We're hosting our own June camp, so um, that'll be that'll be great for us. Uh, but yeah, we are. I believe we are going and staying as a team to Fargo. Well, that's so, cool. Yeah. Okay. Next question: um, What would you consider a more successful career? Four-time All-American or one-time national champ? Uh, I don't know. This is a, successful. I, I would rather be a one-time champ. Yeah, I see, I see both arguments. I think I think as an individual, you'd rather be a four uh, a one-time champion. But when you look at statistically, statistically. speaking, <laughs> tough word to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, there's definitely less four-time All-Americans. Would you rather? So, I mean, let's think of some pretty prominent examples of like one, like a Mike Mock or Anthony Mike Kassar Mock. versus so Zach Sanders, Zach Sanders, yeah. Tyler Graff. Yeah. I, so you, what do you say, champ? I mean, you think? Well, here's how I look at it uh, from a from just my perspective. Is like, what well, the goal is to do? What is to win, win. the tournament, right? Yeah. So you accomplished it once versus zero. Right, that's one way to look at it, but it is rare. It's far rarer to be a four-time All-American. That is, without a doubt, true. Yes. Um. Yeah. That I mean, far rarer. Dude, so, to be honest, so I'd, I'd probably look at a four-time All-American career, um, a little bit higher than just a one-time national champion. But I, personally speaking, I'd rather be a one-time national champion. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Yes, I think that's the correct answer right there. I would just rather be a four-time national champion. I think that would be. <laughs> I think that'd be better than both of the options. It's only been a couple of those. Yes, I've been doing some reading about that. It seems pretty tough. Although we could have, it's going to be interesting. I would rather be a five-time. <laughs> yeah, Ooh. when we have all these guys, like how in like five or so years, we're going to have more four-time champs. We're going to have right. potentially a five-time champ. Uh, how are we going to view those careers in the? It, it'll be it'll be interesting uh, because it won't be as cut and dry. And even though there was already a debate with like, okay, Dake did it without a red shirt, and these everyone else had a red shirt, and all these yep. different ways we kind of like rank them. Now you have okay, we could have a four time champ, but a guy had five attempts. There's going to be ripple effects from these past two years for almost a decade. Um, <laughs> well, I'm serious, like, uh, no, of guys right. getting creative because they can't quite fit into the lineup because this guy uses extra years, so mm-hmm. they do a gray shirt or whatever, which then bumps, like, this guy out from the lineup, so then he takes a gray shirt, and then all of a sudden we have, like, a bunch of Tanner Halls wrestling uh, when they're in their upper 20s because they couldn't quite get – not a bunch, but – It'll be happening yeah, for almost happen. a decade. For sure. Stuff yeah. like that where we're still mentioning it where this guy is still wrestling because he couldn't get into the lineup in, you know, 2027 or 2026. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> okay. Uh, Connor, for real, for real, who would, will, must Bracky root for if and when Braxton faces off against Noah Adams? Or that match break his heart either way? Well... I, he will he will be rooting for Noah Adams in that scenario. Now he obviously will like Braxton Amos and probably root for him in other matches, but uh, he's a team first guy, so I have no doubt uh, who he's going to be oh, rooting yeah. for in that match. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, I don't know if Tyler can pull this picture up, but he has a picture here, and he asks, is this the best back bridge ever? And I would say... It's up there. That, that is how you drill it. I mean, Who I is think, that? I think that's Cade. Yes. Cade Brock, yeah. Cade Brock. Cade and Joey. Um, yes. To the point, it's uh, barely Very even near fall criteria. The bridge is so good, you know? Well, it's, it's actually it's not because one blades. time... I had a referee inform me it's got to be within four inches, and his head is definitely larger than four. And inches. his like n- his nose is touching the mat. Yeah, yeah. This that is not near fall. No swipes. It's so sad. No we swipe. won't see that anymore. I know. Well, and not even that. I know you're just mean Cade Brock, but not even him on his back. But him like. <laughs> I I just meant Cade Brock in general. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't enjoy watching Cade Brock getting put on his back. It sounds like you like. You liked it. Well, when he does stuff like this, it's yeah, he's quite crazy. entertaining. <laughs> he's he's a he's a what could have been uh, for me if he had been able to remain mm-hmm. healthy. Is Jesse Mendez a more polished version of DeSanto or Brayton Lee? If not, who does he compare to? Like that's I don't, a weird I saw comparison. This question. I don't see uh, those. I, that's not yeah. how I view him. I feel like he wrestles significantly more athletically than either one of those guys. Yes. Um, that's definitely clear. No one, no one actually read this. I should have thought about more. No, because no one really came to mind right away of who who he uh, wrestles exactly like. I could almost think of like a Kyle Dake or something. You know, obviously Dake's way better, but just kind of same attributes. Well, they've um, never wrestled, so we don't literally, we don't know at this point who's better. <laughs> what I love about Jesse is that I don't think his technique is super polished. Um, just quite yet but his mentality like dog on a bone i will get this takedown you will not stop me from getting this takedown i will just out hustle you to this takedown and how often he gets takedowns and turns like that because of that mentality that i think he has far from reached his potential because get him in a college room with college coaches where they can clean some of that stuff up and like look at a lot of his shots like there's sometimes not a whole lot of setup it's like i'm just going to get to this leg and literally out hustle and grind you through this position and score so it's like clean some of that stuff up and keep that mentality and it it's gonna be great yeah i'm curious uh i haven't thought a ton about like who he compares to um from a stylistic standpoint i think from an accolade standpoint you can make some comparisons mm-hmm. he kind of reminds me a little of, of like logan and what he was like coming up um just in terms of like how much he was wrestling freestyle and the success he was having at a young age but even Logan, Dayton. like he was making like senior, le- he made the U.S. Open semis as like a, he was like seventeen. Yeah, well, that was his, no, he was not seventeen. It was his senior high school. He was like okay. nineteen. Okay, wow. I thought he, I thought Jesse, he was Jesse could do that. Potentially, next year yeah. sixty-one kg. It's not without the realm of possibilities. No, it's not. You're right. But stylistically, yeah, I don't know. Um, what about Dayton Fix? I think Dayton Fix is like a, a really good comp. Um, I would say Dayton's a little more controlling. Yeah, a little more controlling. Dayton is b- definitely better on top. I would say Jesse has. Jesse's pretty solid on top, though. He's good. He's good yeah. there. I would say they both have a little upper body component too. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. I would yep. say that yep. Jesse may have an edge in variety of leg attacks. Yeah, um, but. We've seen Dayton been wrestling the very, very best of the best in America, and and Jesse's still largely age level. So it's tough to make those exact comparisons. They're not one-to-one at this point yet. 
Okay. Um, okay, you're a brand new AD with brand new D1 wrestling. You have to assemble your coaching lineup from currently active senior level athletes only. Who do you choose for each spot and why? Uh, are we assuming that they'll just retire when we ask? Yeah, we can just I pick know. them. We can pay them all a million dollars. Ooh, nice. Um, who head coach? I would say Jordan Burroughs, but I don't think he wants to be, so I'm not going to say him. We'll make him want to. He'll love. No, it. he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to. We can't make someone. You can't make someone want to be a coach. That's not a. Good what do you think idea. about Kyle Dake as a coaching prospect, Ben? Um, he just. I think he rubs people the wrong way too much. That, that's going to be tough to get over that hump. I'm curious. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I Well, I don't know if it's rub people the wrong way. Well, he I definitely do, does. Well, I don't think – that's not the reason that I would think uh, he would or wouldn't be super successful. I think, I think he sees the world in a pretty, like, black and white way. Like, he mm-hmm. – this is the way you should live. This is the way you should train. This is the way you should eat. This way, and like yeah. with college athletes, are they yeah, gonna? That's a good point. Are you gonna be able to get them to see the world that way? That like it's gonna be tough. Yeah, that that to me would be the thing, right? Yeah. And how is he going to respond when college kids do stupid college things and want to? They want to drink, or they want to do this, or do that, or they drink the beer and eat the potato chips. It's not <laughs> yeah. for him. It's not for him. That's exactly <laughs> what he said. And like you know, I think but you do you. I think, you know, but then again, you think of someone like like Pat Papalizio. They are mm-hmm. they are really strict guide, lifestyle guidelines that they say but this is this is how you do it, right? They, and that okay, works. So they do they do they do but they uh, they do but they don't right. So okay. they, obviously there's no drinking no drugs, which is I don't know. That's I I like the fact that they say that before the kids get there, and there's certain kid like myself who just. Didn't have as much interest in that, and that like would have been drugs. fine for me. <laughs> There's some people who'd be like, nah, that ain't for me. I'm not going there. And that's, that's what they say, we're, yeah. We're weeding them out before we get there. But um, I always come to, like, I feel like, except the exception of, of a couple of very top people who have the utmost of discipline, you can't be disciplined in every single area of your life, right? And so, like, if you're going to be disciplined, not, not party, and then you're gonna be disciplined and do your schoolwork. You need to be disciplined and work hard at wrestling. You're gonna eat you gotta all have the a junk food. You gotta have a little bit of an outlet. We you gotta smash some culvers once in time, right? Once in a while. Culvers, baby. You gotta do it. Yeah. So I feel like, um, and, and sometimes I feel like, and I could think of a few athletes that I won't say where their parents, their parents made them have no outlets at all, and they got to college and they went totally insane because they they wanted an outlet and they didn't even have the smallest one. Like I feel like he got to release from that pressure once in a while. Yes, um, but part of me thinks like Dake is a figure it out guy, and he's not going Maybe. to just he's not just going to, um, you know he's he's been able to have a, a selfish pursuit that is just about hey I'm going to make myself as good at wrestling as I possibly can be. Whereas if if that if the goal is to win national titles as a team, I think he would. He would make the decisions that would align with that. And it may be a process yeah. to get to that, but yes. the guy's a winner. And I think but he's, he's also said, like Jordan, he's kind of said that I don't want to coach also. And that's kind of as – so as I was kind of thinking through in my head, I didn't look, I didn't look at this question before the show. There was a lot of guys 
that in the senior level right now that have kind of uh, alluded to the fact that they don't want to coach all that bad. Right. Which um, is interesting. Um, I, th- I, I don't I, I don't know what they're going to do. Um, and the most obvious is being a Division one head coach for them. Right. I, I mean, I think David Taylor is, is That's a, the pick. obvious choice for, for a head coach because he is someone that has from forever said, hey, I love coaching. I want to be a coach. And he's, you yes. know, I remember early interviews, David's his dream job is to be a college wrestling coach, right? That's just like yeah. a line of what he does. And he's got this super successful club in Pennsylvania that he he's not just like a, a figurehead. He, he's integrally involved in. So I think that would make sense. I think he'd be. Uh, he's been under the tutelage of Kale, one of the best of all time. That could help for however long now. Right. Uh, I think I think he would be a pretty obvious choice. All right. Well, we got we got to make our teams now. I'm gonna give me like one more minute. And then I would go the Suriano because I'm team content. Team content. Yes. Oh my God. I think Jo is an interesting one, uh, just based on what is. I remember. I mean. When he was at Cornell, he was just regarded as a as a great resource for for the wrestlers there. Um, Dake and Yanni trained with him a bunch. I think he was super super helpful. Um, who else would I? I think, I think Joey McKenna might be interesting because of all the different coaches he's had in his life. He's like a Buxton guy. He went to you know had his time at Stanford with Jamil and then uh, and Borelli and then went to Ohio State with their coaching staff now he's under slay so he's just got all this knowledge to pull from him. he's a super smart guy i think yanni could be, he's too young to like start with now but in 10 years i think yanni will be a very good coach absolutely yeah all right um all right i'm ready to make my picks pick them going jordan burrow's head coach Ooh. spencer lee head assistant gable stevenson second assistant so you got the you, light you middle just and upper. went for the best yeah <laughs> <laughs> I know there's no way that's going to happen, but F it, let's go. You told me I could do whatever I want. Yeah, there I go. Gables could be jumping off of turnbuckles. You told me I could do whatever I wanted. Now, I picked All my right. He might not be jumping off turnbuckles if we pay him a million dollars. Yeah, we're paying like him a mil- million dollars. Uh, you know, we'll pay. You know what? I'm going to double it. Gables, two million bucks. Coach our team. Okay. Uh, so who's your team? I picked my squad. Okay, I go in David Taylor. Oh. Okay. Um... Jordan Oliver, okay. you got to have a big guy. Who's going to go there and roll with a big? I'll get Gwiz. You know what? Right. I'll hire. I'll hire Gwiz. Maybe he'll get me not yelled at by his by his family. David Taylor, Jordan Burroughs. um, and let's go. I'll go Gwiz. So wow. you think David? So here's why I, I avoided. Prospect. Yeah, I avoided picking Jordan and David because I think they would fight. I think they would butt heads. Um, the one that was well, never assuming... outshined the Masters thing. So I figured Gable and Spencer are enough below Jordan age-wise that they're just going to listen to whatever he says. What do you think about that? Well, Jordan's mostly going to be a room guy and a mm. senior-level guy and an attraction um, bringing in recruits and stuff like that. Um, David Taylor is going to be like the CEO, you know, the head coach doing most of that stuff. And Jordan can go do his, yeah, I know he has a lot of other interests, a lot of interests in fashion and, um, (laughs) we're talking about about fashion. He does. Yes, he does. 
He wants to like I mean, design. I know, I know he dresses cool. Well, he he wants to. I think like design, um, like wrestling apparel and clothes and stuff like that too. So he has all the time to go do all that, but just uh, you know, work out with the guys. Maybe talk to some recruits here and there. Work out with the senior level guys. Do that thing, but uh, yeah. Okay. Maybe maybe more, take more of an RTC role. Yeah, that's what I could see that for sure. Got it. Okay, if you're Rob Cole or Mike Ray, would you rather have Jason Nolf or J.O. in your coaching lineup? Uh, J.O. You pick Nolf? Yeah. Yeah. I just like his style and uh, the way he competes, and I want to steal something from that Penn State uh, Mm. magical. Yeah. You got to steal. And he's, like, uh, crazy smart, so he, like, maybe has, like, all this stored in his his memory, too. Mm Mm-hmm. When are some of these Penn State guys going to start joining the coaching ranks? That's why I asked. That's what I said yesterday. You told me never. I believe just yesterday (laughs) you told me the answer is (laughs) never. They're not allowed. (laughs) To this point, that's been the case. At some point, they're going to go. Yeah. At some point, it's going to happen. Nope, they're all just Mm going to run kids clubs a la David Taylor and just there's not enough kids what if they do no what oh my god oh my gosh what if that's kale's plan what if he's got this rich booster who says all of you just go run these he's he's gonna he's gonna make one in california oh yeah with varner yep he's gonna make jersey utah cody you're going to utah yep he's gonna some he's gonna make one in iowa they already have one in utah they have one uh yeah uh, his his little brother kyler yeah oh boy it's already starting they Master picked up uh, one or two Utah recruits in the class of 2021. Yep. Uh, Matt Brown was from Utah, too. Bearclaw. Sure. Bearclaw. Okay. Um, all right. I think we are good to go. We are super pumped for June 18th, 7 o'clock start time for that event. You're not going to want to miss it. We'll have a ton of content. It's all you're going to see for the next couple weeks, so buckle (laughs) up. I hope you like Jordan Burroughs and Isaiah Martinez. Not for today, because go watch James Green today. Right. We'll talk about that Tuesday. We hope you guys have a great weekend. Should be a fun one. Poland next week. See you. Thanks so much for listening. Goodbye.